0: Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. No matter what year it is, people always seem to be asking the question, what's better for growing my audience, blogging or social media? In this episode, I'll walk you through the pros and cons of both blogging and social media and give you some questions to ask yourself to help figure out the best platform to focus on for your unique business. Because truthfully, there is no simple straightforward answer. So my goal is for, by the end of this episode, you to understand the decision-making process that would go behind figuring out the pros and cons of social media and blogging, and which one is right for you. Because I always come back to this on this podcast, we should not just be blindly following other people's advice, we should always be coming back to our unique goals and what works and makes sense in our business. So first up, let's start with blogging. What even is blogging? Well, blogging simply involves the regular publishing of long-form content on your website. A blog is not a personal journal. The intention of a blog is to create content that answers your ideal reader or customer's questions, so when they search for those questions on Google, you are what shows up in the results. It's a way to attract people to your website by creating content that addresses their questions and needs. And people often ask, why should I bother having a blog when I can just focus on social media and get tons and tons of followers? Or what is the benefit of starting a blog if I'm already killing it on social media? But unfortunately, this can be short-term thinking. So let's walk through some of the pros and cons of blogging as a business or marketing strategy. The pros of blogging. There's a lot. (laughs) Number one, Blogging is great for people who love to write. You can sit at home, in your pajamas, with no makeup on, in the zone, having fun, creating content that you know will attract even more people to your brand every single day. By answering your ideal client's questions, you become the expert and the trusted resource, which is really helpful for gaining a loyal following, growing your email list, getting eyeballs on your brand, and gaining customers if you're selling something. Another pro of blogging is that you can use actual data to figure out how many people search for these different topics every month and also get some data on how steep the competition is to figure out the best topics to write about in your niche to ensure that your content has a good chance to rank on the first page of the Google search results and thus get a lot of visibility and clicks. Basically, you're trying to turn your website into a resource hub for your ideal reader or customer. You want to be the go-to place for them to find answers to their questions with whatever topic you help people with. This means that you're putting in the time to create an evergreen resource for your business. So unlike social media, where posts have a somewhat limited lifespan, your blog content can work for you for years, even decades to come. Of course it might need a little refresh during that time period, depending what you're writing about, but that's a great return on your initial investment, right? Because contrary to how social media works, blogs don't really have quote unquote followers or subscribers. Maybe if they join your email list and get updates from you that way, that could count as a way they're like kind of subscribing to your brand. But just the website itself is not really designed to be like a place where all your loyal people are just like waiting on bated breath for every single thing you put out. A blog isn't even really designed to only serve your existing audience. The main goal of blogging is for that new content you're putting out to keep attracting new people to your ecosystem. It's made to attract anyone on the internet looking for information related to what you write about. So that's the goal. It's more like an audience building mechanism and not just like an email newsletter replacement where you're just like writing to your people. So let's flesh this out with an example. Let's pretend you are a dietitian and you specialize in digestive health and you're looking up some topics to write about. That process is called keyword research. Keywords are just what people literally type into the Google search bar, and you're doing research on them. So let's say you're using a tool to do this. One tool that I recommend for beginners is called KeySearch. It's a relatively low cost tool. If you wanna check it out, go to theunconventionalrd.com slash keysearch. I will take you to my affiliate link. And that means if you sign up through that link, I will earn a commission at no extra cost to you. And you can use the coupon code KSDISC and that will get you 20% off. So hooray, and that makes it even cheaper. It's like under 15 bucks a month. And that's a tool that you can use to try to figure out what your ideal clients are searching for on Google so that you can create content to match that. So let's say you're using that tool and you find that the keyword MCT oil diarrhea is something that you could possibly write about on your site. Maybe it's something that comes up from your clients a lot or you think it would be a great article in the diarrhea category on your website, for example. And if you look at the stats in the, tool, in the keyword research tools, you will see that people on the internet in the US search for MCT oil diarrhea about a thousand times every single month And there's not a ton of competition to get your article to rank on the first page of Google. So you can create that post and in a few weeks or months, if your content is created with a great optimization strategy behind it, which is also known as SEO, search engine optimization, if you have an SEO strategy, it will probably start ranking on the first page. And the higher you can get that post to climb up the first page, the more of those 1,000 people searching every single month will see your result and click over to your website. And if you can get to the number one spot, you can probably expect at least a few hundred clicks per month just from people searching from that one phrase, MCT oil, diarrhea. But well-written articles will also rank for many more related search terms. So your actual traffic will be even higher than that. Now, imagine that you publish new, highly optimized content like that week after week after week. It's easy to see how the momentum builds over time and can turn into something really significant. In fact, this strategy is exactly how I grew my own nutrition focused blog to get more than 20,000 monthly visitors every single month in just 10 months with just 10 blog posts. So this stuff like honestly really works if you understand how to do it correctly. So anyways. Back to the perks of blogging. Uh, To summarize what we said so far, it's insanely fun if you're an introvert like me and just love writing. You basically don't have to be salesy, like sometimes it can maybe feel like you're being on social media, and you can make money just from creating content. So for example, you could put ads on your site and earn maybe anywhere from like $15 to $35 per 1,000 people who visit your site every month. You're also building up an evergreen stockpile of content that will continue to bring you more visitors and therefore more income year after year after year. You don't have to guess at all what to write about. There are tried and true, tested strategies to find topics that are worth your time. And one of my favorite things is that you don't have to feel so quote unquote on all the time, or pressured to show up, show your face online. You can publish something once a week, and if you are following a solid SEO strategy, Feel pretty good about that and the results that you're going to get for your business and your brand. Blogging also gives you the opportunity to go way more in depth on topics in a very clear, structured way that you just can't really do on social media. And that really allows you to highlight your expertise and get your readers results and answers that they're looking for. Another thing I love is that if something happens in life and you need to take some time off, you totally can without a huge negative shift in your business. For example, my old food blog still, to this day, gets around 10,000 people coming to the site every single month, and I haven't posted on it in four years. And I did the majority of that work before I knew anything about SEO. Uh, Towards the end of its life there, I went through and tried to slightly optimize some of the posts, which is how I got to that 10K mark, but there's still so much I could do. If I really tried, I could probably get that on Mediavine without that much effort. But the point is, I have not posted anything on it in four years, and the traffic, rather than declining, is just kind of sitting there steady at 10,000 visitors a month. So, you know, wherever you're at, if you need to take a step back, that might be okay. You might stop growing, but you probably won't see a huge drop in your audience if you stop publishing new content, especially if it's just for a month or two. Also, blogging has a natural exit strategy. So people out there buy profitable blogs all the time. And it's not unusual to get paid like 30 times your monthly profit when you sell a blog. So for example, if you have a blog that generates $5,000 a month in maybe ad revenue and affiliate income, you could potentially sell that site to a buyer for about $150,000 and move on to start something new. In fact, there's a whole sub-industry of people who do just that. They start and build up niche blogs to a certain level and then they sell them off to people who would rather buy a solid, validated, intro site than to put in the time and effort to start their own from scratch. And most importantly, everything you're building on your blog and your own website is your own. You are actually in control of your own website. The look, the feel, the features, the content, any changes that happen or that you want to make. So unlike social media where, you know, God forbid you got banned or something or uh, the whole platform shut down and you lose it all, That doesn't really happen with websites. It's your own content that you have complete control over and can do what you'd like with. And I know all those pros sound great and they are great, but of course there's cons with blogging as well. So let's talk about some of those. The cons, number one, not everyone likes writing. So there's no need to force yourself to blog if this doesn't speak to you. In fact, please don't do that because you're probably just going to grow to resent your blog. But if you do see the value in blogging, but you just don't want to create the content yourself, you can always hire out the writing stuff and still reap the benefits for your business. Con number two, blogging takes time. It will probably take you longer to create a really great blog post than it will to create social media posts for the week. But remember, blog posts keep working for you for years, so it's not sunk in time. Number three, it's not free to start. Setting up a website does cost some money upfront. Depending on how fancy you want to get, you'll need to spend at the very, very, very minimum at least $20 upfront to get started. If you want to get super fancy, you could spend a couple hundred, and if you want someone else to build your whole entire site for you, and go balls to the wall, it might be a couple thousand. If you need advice on getting a website up and running for relatively low costs, and you're trying to kind of DIY it upfront, definitely check out my free how to start a website tutorial. Just go to the unconventionalrd.com and there is a link in the main navigation bar to check out that tutorial. And you can register for that and I walk you through all the steps to get your site set up, a self-hosted WordPress website that will be great for blogging, building, Uh, an online business, and having full control over everything you're doing. Another con is that yes, while you technically are in charge of everything on your website, if your strategy for getting people to your website includes SEO, search engine optimization, you are still at the mercy of the Google ranking algorithm. So like anything online, it's important to get people onto your email list as much as possible once they arrive at your blog so that you have a permanent direct connection to them. Technically, Google could change its ranking algorithms at any time, and they do usually make pretty significant updates a few times a year. As SEOs, we kind of generally know what you need to do to rank well, but there is an algorithm controlling the search results. So best practices can and do change with time, so you have to keep up and possibly adjust your content over time to maintain your rankings. Blogging also moves a lot more slowly than social media it takes some time for Google to find and rank your content after you publish it. For most sites, it's not like you publish something and it shows up on page one like an hour later. It can take weeks or even months for a new post to slowly climb its way up in the rankings and bring you more traffic. It's definitely a long-term game, but if you understand what you're doing and what your end goals are, it's totally worth it. Blogging can also be harder to outsource. Writing great content is a skill that not everyone inherently has, And those who are great at it have probably put a lot of time and effort into honing that skill. So hiring other people to write for you will always be more expensive than hiring someone to whip up a few social media posts. Additionally, if you create content around, quote unquote, your money, your life topics, which includes health and nutrition, you'll need that content to at least be reviewed and vouched for by someone with formal expertise in that space. A.K.A. you can't just hire your best friend to casually create nutrition articles for you. You would need to either hire a writer with expertise in that space or hire a reviewer with expertise in that space to look over the article that your friend wrote and vouch for it publicly on your site or potentially be the reviewer yourself if you have the appropriate expertise. To summarize, (laughs) Blogging is a wonderful way, if you love writing and content creation, to create an evergreen resource on your website that's fully under your own control, that attracts people to your brand and your business, and then once you've built that audience, you can choose to monetize in whatever way that you'd like. Some people, their blog is their entire business, and they monetize pretty passively through things like ad revenue, affiliate links, maybe they sell some digital goods like ebooks or something like that, and that's about it. Other people are using their blog to attract customers, so maybe they're not really doing a lot of display advertising or affiliate link stuff. What they're trying to do is attract their ideal person to their website to then potentially work with them, uh, buy an online course or something like that either of those work. But the goal of the blog is really to build your audience and then it's up to you how you want to monetize from that. And to summarize the cons, it may not be a great fit if, you know, you just hate this form of content creation, and it's just critical to understand that blogging is a long-term game. We're talking probably 1 to 2 years to get enough traffic for you to be eligible for an ad network like Mediavine, where you can start earning thousands of dollars a month in ad revenue, for example. And if you're starting a site brand new from scratch, probably around six months for Google to start picking up what you're putting down and rank you well and get your content onto the first page of Google. So it's definitely not an instant or overnight thing, but it's incredibly valuable and has huge payoffs long term. And of course, if you build it and then decide you want to pivot, you can also always sell it if you've built something that's making money. Next, let's talk about social media. So first up, what am I talking about when I talk about social media? So for the purpose of this podcast, when I'm talking about social media, I'm talking about social networking platforms like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, etc., where you create a profile, post content, and hopefully grow an audience of engaged followers. And if you're running a business, you are then probably going to market to those followers and hopefully sell something and earn an income. So the pros of social media. Number one, it's free to start. You can create an account on the platform of your choice and just start posting. It's very simple and a very low barrier to entry. You can create content for social media in smaller bite-sized chunks. And this fits some people's personalities better. Like they like to offer smaller tidbits frequently over time versus long form content for their audience. So it's great for people who don't really love writing or who are really into like graphic design or video since those things perform well on a lot of social media platforms. If you're thinking about eventually dabbling in ads, paid ads, where you are paying a platform to display an advertisement of yours to a certain group of people, social media does have powerful targeting and retargeting options. Although I will say this is changing rapidly with all the new privacy regulations that have been going into effect recently. But currently, if you're interested in doing paid advertising, so not making ad revenue like a blog, but paying these social media platforms to run your ads, in that context, There's potentially more wonderful targeted opportunity on social media than you would get through just like organic content creation on a blog. Social media can also be more automatable. So it's really easy to create content in batches and schedule that out in advance. And you can even schedule stuff to post and repost at certain preset intervals so that you're not running out of engaging content to post for your audience. And because of this, it can be easier to outsource, so you can generally hire people really easily online to help you create and publish nice looking content on social media. Social media also moves a lot faster than blogging. So you post something and people see it and you start getting engagement and feedback immediately. And depending on what you're posting about and why, getting that initial feedback might be really important to you, especially if you're still trying to like validate your niche or your idea. And of course, there is a chance to go viral on social media that doesn't really exist in the blogging world. So on social media, if you create a post that suddenly becomes super, super popular uh, on a specific social media platform, you could be exposed to thousands of new people on that platform and gain a lot of new followers just by having the good fortune of going viral. Of course, you don't really have a lot of control over whether you go viral, but if it happens, that's a huge perk um, that just doesn't really exist in the blogging world. Social media is also great for networking. So social media is a great place to show off your brand's personality and connect with other people in your space. And it's usually much easier to connect directly with people on social media than it might be through a blog. On a blog, you're kind of limited to like leaving a comment and hoping it gets read. (laughs) But on social media, it's much more like fast-paced, interactive, conversations are happening, and oftentimes the person who runs the brand is the one that you're you know, reaching out to and potentially communicating with. So it feels a little more personal. And because it feels a little more personal, social media may help shorten how much time someone needs before they find you and when they're ready to buy from you. So social media is really personable, and depending on the platform you choose, your followers will likely get to know you, see your face, hear your voice and your personality, on video, etc., which really helps to build the know-like trust factor a lot faster than someone just reading some text you wrote on your website. So for example, on Instagram, uh, if you've built up enough of followers, I think it's like 10,000 followers, then you can get that swipe up feature. And that means you can include links in your Instagram stories. And then it makes it a lot easier to then be able to sell directly on the platform because you can talk about your product or your services and then share the link directly that will take people to your sales page, wait list, et If you don't yet have 10,000 followers to be able to share links more easily, Maybe it's a little more tough in the beginning, but it should improve with time. So if you really need money and you need to make sales now, social media will probably get you faster results than creating content on a blog. So let's talk about some of the cons of social media. Number one, because it is so easy to be on social media, the competition to stand out can be fierce, especially now with some of the platforms being around for as long as they have, Oftentimes it was easier for influencers to gain traction when organic reach was better or when the algorithms were more simplistic. So it can be tough out there these days to get started on a social media platform absolutely from scratch. Another con is that social media is not as evergreen as blogging, so the content is much more of the now. So something you posted two years ago on your social media platform is probably not going to be driving you a bunch of eyeballs. Things move really quickly on social media, and what's popular today may not be trendy next month either. There's also a much larger focus on the visual aspect of things on social media. So video, pictures, snappy graphic design, etc dancing even, so whether this is good or not for you depends on how your brain works and what type of content you enjoy creating. Another con is that as of the current moment, social media content is not as easily searchable as blog content. Obviously, to find blog content, you use these crazy powerful search engines like Google, and that's what you use to find content on websites. With social media, you're just maybe searching natively on the platform, but it's just so much younger and those search abilities aren't really built in the same way. So you're not really able to reverse engineer successful content based on what people are looking for in the same way that you can with blogging. Like there's not really keyword research for social media where you can figure out how many people search every month and how difficult the competition is. Like that's just not a thing on social media. Social media algorithms also tend to change more frequently and significantly than Google. So you might remember if you've been around the social media for the last decade or so uh, when Facebook killed organic reach for pages. Back in the day, having a Facebook page was like all the rage and it was like free publicity. And if someone followed your page, they'd see your stuff. And then when Facebook started introducing paid advertising, that just dropped away. Like now... It's very difficult to get organic reach through your Facebook page, and that's not really where people are focusing as much. And, you know, even more recently, Instagram now is supposedly favoring video over pictures, which could be a really big deal for certain brands, depending on the type of content they were creating and focusing on. And, you know, things have changed a lot since Instagram first came on the scene with the emergence of stories and reels, etc., and so these changes can require big shifts in your strategy which could significantly impact your reach and engagement and could happen at any time completely out of your control so just fyi whereas with blogging it's like create written content keep up with seo best practices and like that's pretty much it <laughs> it's pretty stable another con is that social media is great for connection and audience building. But it may not be that great for driving traffic to your website. So there's often a very low correlation between the number of followers you have on a platform and how many people are actually clicking over to your website and viewing your content. So if one of your monetization goals is to get lots and lots of people to your website to earn ad revenue, for example, focusing on a platform like Instagram is going to be like pennies in the bucket (laughs) compared to focusing on a platform like Google. It's not saying that social media can't bring you some traffic, it just usually pales in comparison to the power of organic search with Google. Social media may also require more of your personal time and connection, so things like responding to comments and DMs, interacting with other accounts, creating reels or videos with your face in them, etc. So depending on your personality, you may absolutely love this type of work or you may absolutely dread it. And then because of this, it is harder to take time off without losing steam. Having a drop in engagement in content publishing can sort of wreck you in the algorithms, so it's much harder to temporarily step away from these platforms without seeing a negative impact on your business. And then I think the biggest con to be aware of is that you are building a business on rented land, and there's no guarantee that any of these social media platforms will be around forever or around in their current existing form. Uh, There's been plenty of platforms that have come and gone over the years. Probably one of the biggest ones was Vine, which was like a video platform. There were like Vine superstars who were making tons of money being on Vine, but they were only on Vine, and they didn't build an email list, they had no other way that they were connecting with their audience or other place that they were publishing their content, and Vine shut down years ago, and those people were like, oh shoot, I'm screwed. <laughs> and so you just never know. Another example that I just mentioned with Facebook throttling organic page reach, You know, in the last few years, Facebook groups have been sort of the trending thing, but probably eventually they're going to throttle the organic reach of groups as well. So, you know, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket really ever in business. So just something to be aware of. It's absolutely not a waste of time to have a social media presence, but just know that you're always at the whim of the actual platform owner's decisions, not necessarily your choices so to recap the social media pros and cons biggest pros of social media is that it's incredibly easy to get started a lot of people find the smaller bite-sized content creation to be a little easier either for them to do themselves or to outsource for people who are just getting started and still validating their idea that can be easier to do you get more feedback more quickly on social media And it's really personal and builds connection. So if you're trying to sell something, having that personal connection with people and letting them know your personality and things like that can go a long way in eventually having someone sign up to buy something from you or work with you. But some of the cons, it does require more of you and your personal time. It moves quickly. You got to kind of stay on it. You can't just like not post on social media for three months and expect things to stay the same if you are seeing a lot of success, which can be a kind of high pressure for people and maybe not something that you want to get yourself into potentially. Although, of course, there are ways to outsource and things and keep it going. So it's not all on you, which I would recommend for sure. And it's just more of the now. So you're not really creating an evergreen permanent resource that you own and control in the same way that you are with a blog and website. You're building a connection and a community on a social networking platform, but you are at the whim of those platforms. And you just never know. You just never know what's going to change with those algorithms or what they're going to prioritize on their platforms. So always, always have a backup plan just so that All of your business isn't dependent on someone else's decisions and choices. But the bottom line here is that you've got to do what makes sense for your overall business goals. The truth is there is no magic bullet in online business. As you've probably noticed, if you listen to this podcast or as you continue to listen to this podcast, there are successful people utilizing social media to drive almost their entire business and who rarely post anything on their websites. Likewise, there are hugely successful people, bloggers and online business owners, whose main focus is their blog and they're hardly present at all on social media. So there's no one right answer. You can make it work either way. But where I see a lot of people getting into trouble is lacking clarity around what their unique online business goals are, what type of content creation they actually enjoy and what they therefore actually stick to, and how they plan to monetize their business. For example, the content creation strategy for a one-on-one health coach trying to market services will probably look pretty different from the content creation strategy for a food blogger trying to make ad revenue, grow a large audience to work with sponsors, and earn affiliate income. And if you don't know where you're ultimately trying to head, it's very difficult to weed through the mountains of potential advice and create a clear plan to get there. And lack of clarity is how you end up listening to 500 different online business gurus getting overwhelmed by all the different tactics and strategies and trying to implement 20 of them at once and understandably getting nowhere with any of them. And that is gonna equal burnout, resentment, and a whole lot of unnecessary stress. So bottom line, regardless of whether you choose to pursue blogging or social media as your initial primary audience growth strategy, You need a plan, so winging it is not going to cut it for either type of platform these days. So I really encourage you after you listen to this episode to take the time to answer the following questions. Number one, who are you speaking to or who do you desire to serve within your business? And nail it down to be as specific as you can. For example, you want to work with women in their 20s with IBS. Number two, what problems are you solving for them? For example, you're going to teach them how to follow a low FODMAP diet and reintroduction plan to find a long-term way of eating that reduces their symptoms. Number three, what kind of content creation do you enjoy? Writing, video, audio, or short form content? And number four, where do you desire to create the core content in your business? And this kind of ties into the last question. If you like writing, maybe a blog. If you like video? Maybe YouTube, if you like audio, maybe a podcast. If you like short form content, probably social media. And number five, how do you want to get compensated to solve problems for people? Do you wanna do one-on-one work? Do you wanna create an online course? You wanna run a membership site? Do you want to create free content on your blog and monetize with ads, sponsors, and affiliate links? You can eventually create more than one of these income streams, but I urge you to focus on just one stream to start build it up until it's steady, and then expand. So once you have the answers to these questions, especially the last two, platform of choice and monetization goals, you can find the correct mentors to help you accomplish your goals. So if your ultimate dream form of content creation is writing and blogging to attract and grow your audience, then you don't have to look any further. (laughs) You are in the right place right here to learn all about building a thriving blog. Whether you plan for your blog to be your business or you want your blog as an attractive mechanism to bring buyers to you, I can teach you exactly how to do that from step A to Z. If you're interested in learning more about blogging as a business strategy, head to seofreebie.com and download my free blogging roadmap. It outlines the six steps you need to create content that attracts thousands of people to your website and your brand every single month. That's SEOfreebie.com. And the best part is, after you have created the high-quality blog content, you can totally repurpose that and publish it on social media. So break it up into bite-sized pieces, create a podcast episode or YouTube video around it, share a link on Pinterest, LinkedIn, etc. Basically, don't reinvent the wheel. Make that content work for you. Social media is fab, but for the ultimate one-two punch, it really should be linked to something like a website or an email list to help guide people from that rented land that you're running your platform on to your own ecosystem. So in my opinion, I like to start with evergreen content. It could be on a blog, it could be a YouTube, it could be a podcast episode, and then repurpose that onto social media to reach more people and connect. So again, if you are interested in learning more about blogging as a business strategy, head to seofreebie.com and grab my free blogging roadmap. That's seofreebie.com. And I sincerely hope that this episode brought you some clarity around what type of content creation might be the best fit for your business and why.